My family, I hope all is well. Welcome to the If Nothing Else podcast, where we aim to propel you towards your God-given purpose, meaning, and calling. My name is Nate, and I'm excited to to dive right in. Um, You know, it is a a brand new year full of uh, a lot of different goals, different ideas, and I I hope that you've had the opportunity to execute some of them. Um, And if you haven't, practice grace. I know I'm the type of person who can be very self-critical and um, you know, negative in some senses if, if I haven't accomplished what I want to, but I've had to learn to to practice grace and to understand that even though I may not be where I want to be yet, I'm much better than what I was. That's that's kind of my my mantra, my saying uh, right now. Uh, a lot has gone on in, in this new year. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, my wife and I uh, found out that we are having a baby boy. So we are preparing um, for for that coming up in uh, late June, early July, and and really, I'll tell you, fatherhood has has changed the way that I look at life, and specifically, somebody who's a leadership professional, it has changed the way that I look at leadership, and I've learned two specific lessons when it's when it's coming to you know how fatherhood has impacted the way that I I view the world. And the first would be that when we're speaking about purpose, and that's the the main theme, if this is your first time here at If Nothing Else, that is the main theme of of what I talk about is is how to live a life of purpose, how to find it, how to cultivate it, and how to propel others to it. When it comes to purpose, the biggest thing that you'll hear me talk about continuously is that it cannot be selfish. Purpose and selfish should not be in, in the same category, in the same sentence, in, in actuality, the way that I define purpose is the ability to um, not only find your light, but to be able to use it so that somebody else can benefit from it. And hopefully by you using it, you propel them towards a life of purpose. And you can't do that by hoarding on to what you have. So as a parent, I realized that everything that I have as a resource uh, either, you know, my time, my knowledge, my energy, my my finances, I want to be able to pour that into my children to set them up for success. But more importantly, my faith, what I believe in, what's most important in life. I, I'm trying to find ways to pass on what's good about me, my, my my good characteristics. And then as time goes on, be able to show them the dangers of my downfalls. And and I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to I'm going to make mistakes. But that's the that's one of the things that I want to be able to do as a parent is I want to I want to set them up for success. That's my job. And and how I believe parent parenthood is within within my faith is I understand that I'm a steward of of what I've been given. Um, these these kids are not mine. This is a gift that I've been given on the time that I've, I'm here on earth. What am I going to do with that time? And when we're talking about leadership, when we're talking about purpose, um, our job is to understand that people are the biggest resource that we have. It's not the money within the organization. It's not the technology. It's not uh, you know, what we can offer to the stakeholders. And I'm just speaking on a, like a macro or a leadership organizational type of mindset. And you can apply this however you want it, but people are our biggest 
asset. And we must continuously find ways to invest in people. Now, the way that I look at leadership is holistic, right? Mind, body, and spirit. If, you, if you've heard me, if you've spoken to me, you know that I like to tie in the two concepts of leadership and well-being. So my job is not only to provide ways that they can be better in managing, in, um, in ways that they can you know, lead people towards results, but how can you lead their soul? How can you lead their spirit? How can you make sure physically they're, they're where they need to be mentally and emotionally? That's how I look at leadership and that's how I apply it to, to the home. That's how I apply it to um, how I want to raise my kids. And like I said, I am not perfect. <laughs> I mess up so much. Um, but in that, that's, that's my heart's intention. And, you know, really this, this podcast stems from a conversation that that I that I had uh, with work, and it, it really it, it rubbed me the wrong way, and I'll I'll explain. You know, we we were having a conversation regarding you know setting other people up for success, being a team player, and we were we were speaking about how that looks within the circle of minorities. Now, if, if you're not a minority, um, I, I hope you, you still stick around and you, you hear from a different perspective because it could still add value. You know, there are moments within organizations and, and through history where people of color have not been given the same opportunities. And because of that, sometimes people of, of color can look at, you know, a new job, a, an opportunity that would allow them to be in front of maybe high level leaders or to show their skill set. And what they want to do is they want to take that opportunity for themselves, uh, kind of be selfish with that and make sure that they do the best that they can with what they're given so that they individually can succeed. And the conversation basically had something to do with, you know, uh, you know, we may have to be selfish with the opportunities that we've been given as people of color, because we may not ever get that opportunity again, or there's only a certain amount of opportunities within people like us. So we have to make sure we capitalize on what we've been given. And I paused for a little bit and (laughs) I I said, I I completely, I completely disagree. You know, I understand where you're coming from. I can try to sympathize and empathize, but as a person of color, as somebody who wants to see others succeed, if if we have limited positions, why not work to create positions for other people? Joshua Grady, who was on the podcast last year, talked about you know one of the the biggest leadership lessons that he had was to understand that there is a seat at the table for everyone. There's a a, a piece of the pie that everyone can eat from, and as a leader. You have the ability to influence that when you create, when you have opportunities, how are you putting somebody else on? And, and in that, are you okay if they were to do better than you've ever done to go higher than you are, to have more of a title, to make more money? Is that all right with you? And I think that's a, that's a real question that, that we, we need to ask because I remember coming into the organization that I'm in and I was, I was lost, right? I didn't know where I wanted to be. 
what I wanted to do. And I would go on the company website and I would just look at the directory and find mission statements and vision statements of different departments that spoke to me. And I'd reach out to different leaders and um, I would say, hey, I, I am, I'm interested in this. My name is Nate Gonzalez. I'd love to meet with you and talk about your experiences. And out of like 50 emails that I sent out, I would say like less than 10 people replied and less than five people actually took the time to meet with me. And I remember one time I had, I was, I was in an office of a very high, high level leader, an executive um, who was Hispanic, who had a position that I, I would dream of in the future. And I remember sitting in his office feeling completely useless. I felt low. I felt undervalued. I felt like a number. I was sitting across this man who really didn't have any interest in mentoring me. It felt like a chore. I felt like I was wasting his time. And when I walked out of that meeting, I told myself, I'm never going to do that again. Um, I'm never never going to, I never want to meet with someone where I feel like they inorganically are doing something because they feel bad for me um, and really don't want the best for me or the best interest for me. But then also, if I was ever in that position and I had somebody sitting at the other end of that table, I would do the most that I could to make them feel worthy, to make them feel valued, to let them know not only do they have a purpose, but their dreams and what they what they view as uh, the success that hopefully they can have in the future. And even though they may not be lost and have they have everything figured out, that I would assist them through the process. I would create a lane for them if I could. And it's experiences like that where you may feel undervalued, where you realize I don't want somebody else to feel like that. And, and, and here's the thing, if we have gone through life and we've struggled and we've had difficult moments and we've had, you know, those times like I had at that seat, or we've had, uh, you know, uh, hard relationships with people in the workplace or people that really had no interest in growing us, why would we want to replicate that in the, in the relationships that we have with other people? If we have struggled, why do we want the people that we influence to struggle as well? Why not help them? Why not give them a piece of advice that could change the trajectory of their career? Better yet, the trajectory of their life. And that's what that's what that's what bothers me about the corporate world is that it can be so competitive in nature that you have these blinders on where all you do is think about your career, your next promotion, your mindset, and you don't take the time to bring people up with you. And, and this does not only apply to the corporate world, but this is something that is, is evident in everyday life. As a parent, are you genuinely okay if your kids ended up making twice as much money as you? Ended up finding their purpose early on in life? If they more established, are you fine with that? And I'm hoping the answer is absolutely. You may not be a parent. That's, that's totally fine. Are you totally and completely at peace if your friends 
succeed a little more than you do. If you were able to help your friends in in areas where they could grow, not only financially, but physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and they do very well, how do you feel at that moment? Are you jealous? Do you feel do you feel like there is still a void or there's there's something that you lack? And I would I would urge you that if if you have those feelings to reflect and self-examine why? Why am I feeling this way? You know, I, I had a hand in helping somebody find meaning in life, but why do I still feel empty? You know, I I can't help but think about one of the biggest connectors that I've ever seen um, a person who builds relationships better than anybody. And that's, that's my dad. Um, my father was, is, has been in ministry for over 30 years um, from being a youth pastor to the pastor of his own church to um, being a community organizer, a grassroots leader. And I've seen this man have all of this resource, this social capital and be willing to give everything to to people so that the community could succeed willing to give you know all of his resources his, his you know connect you to this person so that you can meet this individual so that this can take place so that this project could come into fruition and and not ask for a thing and i've seen this man come up with ideas that end up making people a lot of money that end up making other people very successful. And guess what? It makes him completely fulfilled to be able to do that for other people. When he knows he has helped create community centers and tutoring programs that, that allowed underprivileged urban youth go to college, that fills his cup, not necessarily having a, a, a six-figure salary. Granted, it would be nice. He'd love it. But that is is what makes him happy. That is his purpose. And it made me ask myself, when I'm in the position to give of myself, to give of what I have, and the people that I give it to succeed, am I okay with that? Am I happy? Am I happy providing something to someone that could that could blow up and and make them super successful in the area of their life and I might not receive a dime or even let's to go further I may not receive any credit am I okay with that you know when I when I meet new new leaders within my organization when I meet new team members I always do my best to to talk about how I found my way in the last six years within the organization and what I did as soon as possible so that they can succeed. And it may not be much. It may just be some knowledge that I can share what I did, my story, but I try to, to give them something that they can, that they can take and allow themselves to propel forward. I was in a leadership program one time and there was this game and in this game you had to go across this this 
really cool checkerboard. And each time you stepped on a specific square, some of them had different obstacles and circumstances and situations. And if you stepped on the wrong square, you'd have to go back. And even if you were almost there to the finish line, to the goal, if you stepped on the wrong square, you had to go back. But the key was this. There were four people on your team and they were able to watch what you were doing. They were able to see your every move. And when it was their turn, if they forgot the moves that you made, it was your job as a leader to remember and to let them know, hey, don't step there. If you step there, you have to take three steps back. Hey, be careful um, when you walk three different steps, because if you walk three different steps and you hit that specific square, you're going to end up losing and you're going to have to start all over. And it, and it made me think it connected to my life where that's what leadership should be. That's what fatherhood, parenthood should be. That, sh- that should be your everyday conversations. Hey, hey, don't do that. <laughs> because if you do, you may, you may fall and, and, and you may have to start over or you may have to stay a little bit and pick yourself up and, and, you know, you may not recover as quick as you'd like to don't do what I did. And and like I said before, how can I pass on the good and make you aware of the mistakes that I've made so that you don't have a downfall? Do your conversations look like that with the people that you love? Do they look like that with the people at work that may want to be where you are one day? Or are you hoarding that information? Are you keeping that to yourself? Because secretly you may want that person to fall so that there's no more competition. And it may sound harsh, but that's reality. That's life. And a leader who is willing to look at leadership holistically and trying to make people better, mind, body, and spirit, is going to find ways to propel them towards their purpose with the knowledge, the resources, and the energy that they have. So with that being said, thank you for listening to me. This was impromptu. This was something that I dealt with with the last week, and and I thought it would be interesting to speak on that. Again, I want to say thank you for every single individual who has listened, who has, uh, who's reached out to me. And if you have the time, if you could comment if you could like if you could leave a review uh, a five-star review what this really does is help get the algorithm out algorithm out there to help more people and to you know allow for some more exposure but the best thing that you could do is that this if this spoke to you and you believe it would speak to somebody else share it and and allow them the opportunity to to find ways that they can propel not only their own purpose um, but the purpose of others again thank you god bless you and we'll talk soon